You're listening to a podcast, The Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. I'm Emeline Ramos. And I'm Jose Rodriguez. Now, this past week, I opened for La India. Wow. And you were not there. Nope. But Emeline was. Oh, yeah. Talk about it. It was an amazing show. So she came to Chicago, and I hadn't seen her in Chicago ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but she did an amazing job. Notice that what she's not mentioning is that I hooked her up with tickets. Her <laughs> but that's a given. Her, her cousin, and a friend. Oh, okay, got to go because of me. Those, right? those other two aren't part. given, huh? Those other two tickets aren't given. No, no, they are not a given. <laughs> well, like actually, she, they were for my sisters, but my sisters couldn't go. Not only did she get in for free with her cousin and her friend, she got escorted to like an upstairs suite above the stage. By right. Mikey O, too. Uh-huh. He came to get me. Right. Hooked He's like, up. doctora, let's go. 1,600 people. She would have been stuck in like in the middle with the masses. <laughs> no, she got pulled out of the masses. Para arriba. She hasn't, she didn't, I would have started with that. <laughs> I would have been like, listen, forget the concert. We got hooked up. Right. So, you know, people in the one of or 10 of the 1,600 were like, who's that? ¿Quién es ¿Quién esa? Es esa? Pero mira esta. ¿Y, y por qué ella se va para arriba? Mira quién se cree, Right. Si la India ya está en concierto, ¿quién es esa? Adiós, pero mira para dónde va esta. No puede estar abajo con nosotros, todo apretada, sudando. There's too many incómoda. people. Incómoda. <laughs> mira para dónde se iba. And look how she's smiling. You're probably smiling too as, you, as you walked away. <laughs> I got selected. You know like when you're in the airport and you're in line for like two hours and they just come to you and they go, right this way. And you go, what? I won? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they take you to like a line that's got nobody. And you're right. like, and you can't even be humble about it. You got to look at where you just were and you just can't help but smile like. <laughs> Except usually when they come to the line, they say right this way to me. I get nervous. Oh, I don't really? smile. Yeah. Oh, but see, that's that different. just means they're going to check me more. No, see, with me, it means I just got hooked up. Although when it happens to me, it happens to the guy behind me. Like that's where they choose <laughs> to start a new line, you know? And then I'll be like, oh, man, can I go too? Yeah. And they're like, sir, sir, you stay in this line. I go, oh my God, one person though. Último aviso a los señores pasajeros del vuelo Air France. Embarquen urgentemente por la puerta número B43. India. India. Amazing. Uh-huh. Amazing salsa. Oh, hooked yes. Hooked up. Hooked up. Yes. And you did an amazing job. Oh, thank you. Well, I was the host. Yeah. And I didn't, I mean, it was, there wasn't really much for me to do. I mean, this crowd, bro, in Chicago was on fire. I mean, I came out just to welcome them. And it's, I, I told them, it sounded like I was at a Menudo reunion concert. I mean, it was screaming. It was loud. It was the best headache I've ever I've ever gotten. Nice. I mean, they were just on fire. I mean, I was just like, when I know to Chicago. And then it just went nuts. So I'm like, yeah, they're ready. So when it was time to introduce India, we weren't sure exactly when she was going to come out. So I just went out there to kind of get the crowd ready. And just try, you know, just to loosen them up. They didn't need to be loosened up. Believe me, they were ready to go. So I'm just, you know, having fun with the crowd. And I noticed that her sound guy who's holding her microphone, by the way, this microphone was either gold plated or made of gold. It was definitely bedazzled. I it, could, it, sh- it shined so much that I could see it from where I was standing. The thing was all gold, bro. Wow. Okay. So he's holding her mic on stage with me. Looks awkward, but tabi, whatever. So I look through the corner of my eye and I can see him signaling to me as if to say, she's she's here. She's ready. So I was like, all right, cool. Right. So then I was going to, you know, start the whole, everybody ready? Is everybody ready? You know, and then say, ladies and gentlemen, La Princesa de la Salsa, India. Right. So as I was getting the crowd ready, let me hear this side. <sighs> let me hear this side. <sighs> and then I look at him and he's pointing and I'm like, okay, baby, I got it. 
and now the middle and they went nuts bro india just walks out she just walks out like you walk out into, you know, el un pasillo. You so just, he was basically <laughs> telling you, I viene. But she just walked out like like when you walk out of a bathroom. She didn't wait for her introduction. Nada. Wow. She just, aquí estoy. I mean, she, pero I'm saying it, it wasn't even like a, like walking and waving. She just walked out like you just walk out of a room. So I was just like, uh, and I look over. <laughs> she surprises me and I'm like, um, India, like I, I almost looked like I went, uh, esta tipa, you know, <laughs> wow. eh, mirala aquí. And I just kind of disappeared because she basically introduced herself. I was like, wow, this is the easiest introduction I've ever done in my life. <laughs> and then she just took over. She went nuts. She killed it. She sang overtime. How much, How many songs does she sing or how much time does she uh, go on? She was supposed to do, let's say an hour 40. She did two hours. Wow. She quedó. She didn't want to leave. And then when she left, she just left. So backstage, she was like, ya acabé, ya acabé. And they were trying to get her an exit. So I grabbed the mic, go on stage, tell everybody good night, drive home safe. Crowd is going nuts. Otra, otra, right? So I'm like, it's kind of hard to say good night because I don't want to be killed. Right. So I start pumping them up like, yeah, yeah, keep going. Say it louder. So now they get even louder. Otra, otra, right? And they're not moving. Like if I were to say, okay, anyway, good night. Just kidding. Right, I would have been killed. So then I leave the stage. I go backstage to find out what's going on. And now she's gone. I don't even see her in the hallway. So I'm like, bro, is that it? There's no encore. And the, the music director, which I know, Carlitos, he's like, no, that's it, pa. So I'm like, what? I got to I gotta say goodnight to that. And you can still hear, otra, otra. So I go back out there and I'm like, oh, man. Um, otra, okay. Otra, uh, so <laughs> guess otra, what, everybody? Otra, um, that's otra. it. That's the end of the show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so as i'm saying this right right and as i'm ready to go my bad have a good night the music director just walks on stage and i'm like oh this dude's gonna and he brings the band out so the band starts walk this is unplanned right the band starts walking on stage and i'm like oh there's gonna be another one so then i tell the so then i start celebrating on stage like wow like like i was responsible like somehow right. i did it you right. know what i mean like like i hooked them up you know what I mean? I was taking credit when I was just as confused and lost as everybody else was. So sure enough, India just starts singing from off stage. So I'm like, okay, and I'm out. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so she came back, she did an encore, and she just, people just, they were extremely happy. That's right? awesome. I mean, that's the best way I can put it. I agree. And it was all produced by Mikey O. That's awesome. And the guy is turning out to be, not because I know him, but he's turning out to be the salsa producer in the States. 1,600 people. 1,600 people packed, sold out to see India on a Friday night when the night before, at that same venue, they had Yandel. Yandel was there for free. For it free. gave a free concert. And he sold out the next night. I mean, and India even contacted him afterwards and said, listen, I've never had such a smooth production like that. Let me know anywhere you want me to play, I'll play. So, I mean, wow. I'm telling you, where it's going to get around. This guy is the new Rafi Mercado That's of Salsa. Awesome. You know what I mean? Like, the guy produces unbelievable events. That's awesome. So, was your set before her? Way before her? My set was supposed to be before she came on, but there was just no, there was no room. There was no time. There was oh, so no you time. didn't even do a set? No. <laughs> I just kind of hung out and just had fun with the crowd. But the crowd, it was like, it was like trying to entertain a crowd outside of a Walmart 
on Black Friday before oh. Walmart opens. <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. that's what that's what it felt like. That's it, and and felt. they're opening the doors behind you. Right. No, without me knowing. Right. Right. So I'm trying to talk to him. I'm trying to understand him. Right. Like, Outside of the doors click. of Walmart, and you could see the security guard opening the door. Really? That's what I'm performing in front of. Wow. And literally, as I'm saying my, you know, my set, the doors open. That stampede is yeah. what I felt on and stage. Just like wow. This last week, we also celebrated the Fourth of July. That's right, Independence Day. Happy well, birthday, America! Yeah. How did you celebrate it, Jose? I was in Miami. I didn't celebrate anything, but the neighbors were shooting. Shooting. They what? still do that? Yeah. Of course. They don't buy fireworks. They just let out rounds. Now, we used to do that in Puerto Rico when I was growing up. And I didn't think of this back then. You know, those bullets have got to land. Oh, yeah. They do. We go inside immediately. But they can kill somebody, right? Yes. Yeah. But why haven't I heard stories of, like, people dying from, like, bullets oh, there's like been, that? There's been stories. Where it went through like, well, it has to go through something soft. It's not going to go through a house, but it went through like a trailer, like in a trailer place. Uh, Stephen Cadwell from SAC, he had one land on the hood of his car. Techn- you could be walking on the street and it could technically just fall Kill on you. your head. And it could- that's it's crazy, man. Killed. But yep. wait, if it falls, if, as it's coming down, it can kill you? Heck yeah. It's, pick- it's the- coming down at terminal velocity. Mm. That's crazy. So I could shoot into the air, como un lucio. Happy New Year. Happy Fourth of July. And it'll come down, who knows, a mile away, right? Event, yeah. Depends the angle that you shot it but at. But let's, let's say I do it like at a 30, 45 degree angle. Then it's going to go. A mile away, somebody could die and I could get charged for manslaughter. That nuts, man? Wow. Yeah. Portal Lucio. Portal Lucio. And you had a lot of that in Miami this week? Yes, a lot. Not only handguns, but then you start hearing machine guns. No. Mm. Oh, yeah. No. The first year I took Lisette to celebrate, uh, it was uh, New Year's Eve down there. She's like, oh, the fireworks, bang, bang. And then I'm like, all right, time to go inside. And she goes, no, the f-. I'm like, those aren't fireworks. And then you hear, like, that's an AK. Yep, time no, to go inside. No. Oh, yeah. I don't understand how that's, how that's part of the 4th of July celebration. In other words, if our founding fathers or, or those who fought in 1776, if they saw the way we were celebrating, they'd be like, what are you doing? You're wasting bullets. Yeah, <laughs> you know how precious that is? Save them for the enemy. We might need that in case there's another revolution. Exactly. Not only that, but they'd be like, you know, we went through all of this. We went through violence and explosions so that you wouldn't have to. Why are you reliving our hell? Exactly. You know what I mean, like, why are you shooting and blowing things up to remember us? How about you just applaud? Yep. How about everybody just break out into random... Celebratory applauses. You know, just everybody just gets out on the street. Just, you know, just applaud. Just applaud. Right. Where do you get the idea of like, yo, give me that, give me that bomb and I'm going to blow it up. Right. And it's going to show you how proud I am to be an American. Nope. You know how many people have lost fingers because of fireworks, man? Big time. Huh? When my mom worked in the emergency room, she said that was their busiest day of, of injuries like that. Like burns. Yep. But that, see, that would be hard for me to treat because, you know, like my father would come out. You know Eso what I mean? Eso te pasa. Eso, you know, what, ¿Quién te manda? ¿Quién te manda? <laughs> like, oh, oh, my hair. Oh, me duele. Oh, me duele. You know what? Porque te duela. You know what? You know, treat him last. 
Well, you'd be you'd be treating him till he told you how it happened. Uh -huh. I, I I hurt my hand. It's bleeding, sir. It's bleeding. Well, how did it happen? I I was I had a, a Roman candle and it exploded in my hand. A Roman candle. I'm not familiar with those types of candles. Se se fue la luz en tu casa. And no, no. It, I was celebrating Fourth of July and I lit it and it shoots fireworks out of the end. Except wait, I grabbed wait, the wrong wait, you end. Got a, you got a candle that shoots. Yeah, it shoots fireworks from inside. From inside the candle. Yes. Okay, and why did you do that? Celebrating our our, our freedom. Celebrating our freedom by by shooting fireworks. Yes, yes, sir. Right. Can you treat my hand? It's bleeding really. Hold bad. on, I want to talk about that. So the the candle is not really a candle. It's really a stick of dynamite. With, yeah, with fireworks inside. So why are you calling it a candle? Because it's called the Roman candle. Okay, can you use that? Si se va la luz, can you use that to light around the house? Not really. Okay, so it's not really a candle, Sangano, is it? No. It's a dynamite. Yes. So you lit a stick of dynamite and it blew up your hand. Yes. Ah, pues. Eso te pasa for lighting a stick of dynamite in your hand. ¿Quién te manda? Go to the back of the line. Go to the back of the line. Go to the back of the line, Sangano. I would be so mad because I'd be like, how unnecessary was that? Exactly. How how stupid is that, right? Your, your whole life changes because you had a need to light a firecracker. Yep. Let me stick it to my face and let me inspect it. You know, boom. Well, it's usually accidents like that, like trying to hold a bottle rocket with your mouth. What? Oh, my God. Oh, those are the injuries. Like, there's a lot of them like that. Hold she on. would tell me, like, hold on. Somebody would, they would put bottle rockets yeah. in their mouth. Why? Hold it in their mouth, light it up, and then try to shoot it, and then their face would get burned, obviously, because common sense would tell you. The sparks. It's, and it's supposed to shoot from their mouth or something. Yeah, it's gonna fly away from their mouth instead That's... of putting it in a bottle where it be belongs as a bottle rocket. It's not a mouth rocket. So you see what I'm saying? So if that happens, it's almost like meant to happen, right? Because that's kind of like the way we get rid of sanganos. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> who else would put? Who else would say? Ah, yeah, it's supposed to go on a bottle, bottle rocket. But what if I put it in my mouth? That's uh -huh. cool, right? That's cool. And yeah, then you know there's what? always the mouth. friend. Yeah, yeah, do yeah. it. <laughs> do it. I got the matches. That's the friend that usually wants his stuff. Right. Yeah, do it. I always liked your car. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do it, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, please, please. Uh, what did you guys do for 4th of July? We stayed home. We slept in. Yeah, we stayed up. And I, I was more like, uh, bro, I felt like, I felt like we were like an old couple. Uh, just not wanting uh, any noise outside, like because you know you hear you hear those explosions all night, you know right? What I mean? And I was actually like I actually found myself sitting at home watching a movie, hoping it would rain, <laughs> right? So it would just stop. It would just stop all the fireworks because you'd still hear the boom, right? Boom, boom, boom. And you're like, all right, enough, enough. A la de la noche, enough. Eleven o'clock, boom, boom. Midnight, boom. I'm like, take at least July 5th, right? right? Can we just stop that? Can we just, it should be like a band, like midnight of July 4th. Just acabo. Like if you haven't blown them up, save them for next year. Yep. Like boom, boom. And I'm like, oh my God, let it rain. Let it rain, por favor. No, I, I, I was never a big fan of that. Like I never understood it. Especially when you go out. A lot of people go out really early to get a good spot. Right. And they wait all day for it to get, you know, dark. And then they watch the fireworks and, oh, my God, and the music and the finale. And the doom, 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 doom. You're like, oh, my God. Okay. And then you got to go home. By me, I just stay home. I, I just don't get it. Uh, growing up, we, we watched them every year downtown as a big family. We'd go to the Shed Aquarium. I know, but how long do you have to watch them is what I'm saying. They're only like, uh, I think there's like 15, 20 minutes of fireworks They're in Chicago. They're all the same, though. 
Yeah, but it's just the adventure of going out with your family and having a picnic day and beach day. I just think if one year they're going to come out with something different, you know, like some kind of laser show or something, I'd be like, okay. But it's the same fireworks you've seen for 30, 40 years. So what I'm hearing is Emily wanted to see fireworks and you didn't take her. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I'm hearing too. That's what I heard. Which is, which is new to me. <laughs> this is all new to me. So I'm not understanding. I think what I'm getting from this is Next year, I'm not going to get to stay home. Is that right? Yeah, next year, we're not staying home. We had an excuse this year, though. We traveled the day before. We were both very tired. I'm going to give you this year. Okay, so next year, I got to make sure next I Next year, prepare. Yes. I got to make sure I book a flight. Uh, <laughs> the day before. I know right before, porque esta quiere salir 4th of July. Yo me quiero quedar en casa. <laughs> this past week also brought us some unfortunate news. Uh, yes, my dad uh, passed away after a year and a half of battling brain cancer. I'm sorry. Thanks. Sorry to hear that, Jose. Thank you. So, are you going to the funeral? Uh, they're not having a funeral. His wife is not having a funeral. He passed away in Dominican Republic. Uh, she's having a celebration of life for him. What What is a celebration of life? Instead of like having people come and and you know look at the body and be like, oh, we're sorry. She wants people to come and just talk and say you know happy stories that they know about my dad and. Things that they encountered with him that were positive. And- See, I, I like that idea because that's what I've hated about going to a funeral or a wake is it's just so sad. Yeah. You know, and uh, I, I don't like it's so heavy that you, you feel like the only way to pay respects is to be sad right. along with everybody. But I remember I went to the wake and funeral of my uncle, Tio Luciano, may he rest in peace. And... Everybody was like that. It was very dark. The room was dark. Everybody was down and crying. But my uncle in life was such a free and fun spirit. I mean, that's the guy you went to to laugh. So it's kind of like it's not paying respects to him, really, because you're right. doing the opposite of right. what he was doing. So what I ended up doing, and this was unintentional, I ended up gravitating uh, towards the back of the room with my other cousins and, and uncles. And I just kind of held court and I just made people laugh. Yep. And it was so therapeutic. But at, at some point, I, I remember kind of turning around while people were laughing at what I was saying and kind of glancing at my uncle across the room laying there and thinking he's probably smiling that I'm that I'm doing this. He's proud. You that's know? probably what he wanted. Right. Because that's. That was my uncle. My uncle would make you laugh when you wanted to cry, and right. and you and you loved him for that. And I always remember that funeral, thinking this is not the way he wants to go. This is not the way he wants people to be. Right. You know what I mean. So I love that idea. So tell us three things that that we should know about your dad, and so that we can celebrate him here in a podcast. One. Now let's stomp one time. One. Ah ah ah. He was born in Cuba and at tw- I think he was 21 the homie to it's either 21 or 22 when Fidel came into power and he was actually arrested Fidel Castro arrested your dad not him but his military don't don't change my story oh. so I, I like my version <laughs> Fidel Castro handcuffed and and put your dad in prison him and Raul Castro him and Raul Castro yep. Went into your father's bedroom late at night and arrested him and dragged him off to prison. Or he was driving his car. We'll go. Which See, I don't understand do. why you're changing my story. I'm I like sorry, my story. I'm sorry. Yeah, so they, would... so Raul and Fidel broke down your and father's. And Let's add El Che then. All three. No, of them. Che, no, Che was waiting in the car. Okay. So El Che went. Yo, Fidel, Raul, <laughs> en el carro. So they got out of the car. They busted down the front door. Yep. Right. 
They went into your father's bedroom, dragged him by the hair. He had very short hair, so probably the britches. So it hurt. Right. So he had short hair. Le dolió, okay. even, even más. Le dolió hasta más. <laughs> they dragged him out, threw him into the car, and Che drove off. Yep. That's crazy, bro. And he was uh, in prison for like three months. He was tortured for three months? Three months. Probably physically uh, tortured. Okay, right? we'll go with that. He was. Probably interrogated. <laughs> yep. Nine day. They probably didn't let him sleep. Nope. Waterboarded. Yep. Wow. And they played bad music probably too. Oh, really so your loud. father was like a hero. <laughs> but let me ask yeah. you something. But why? Why did they target your dad? Yeah, why was he arrested? Okay, um, so. Anybody who was young and affluent at that time, they thought could start a revolution again. Wait, them. so your dad was rich? They were affluent. When they you were. say affluent, I know. I, I went to school. Affluent means he was rich. They were well off. Your dad had money, bro. Did he own businesses like, or anything? They owned a, to- a whole to- uh, tobacco farm and tobacco. Yeah, yeah, that's big. Yo, you come and from they- money? <laughs> Not, Not didn't anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> I didn't see a penny of that because when he got to the States, he got here with zero dollars. Wow, so your dad got arrested because he was young, good looking, and had money. You threw in the good looking. I'm sure my mom. Stop changing my story, okay? <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I was there. Okay? Just go I, with it. Go, yeah, go, go with, with the it. flow. Just, yeah, go with the flow. So your dad was was good looking. He was rich. He was young, and he was tortured by Fidel and Raúl and Che. He yep. was a threat to to Fidel. So how did he get out? He escaped. He escaped. He, he escaped. escaped. Is, your dad's a hero, bro. Yep. Your dad escaped. He, they fed him, uh, and he kept the spoon. Uh-huh. And he, with that, he dug. For three months. Oh, like he Alcatraz. Does. Like the movie yep. Alcatraz with Clint Eastwood. Wait, wait, didn't I just see a movie like this? <laughs> yeah, it was based on he Jose's does. father. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. it, it was in a little island off the coast of Cuba. Mm. And he had to swim back to Cuba. With the spoon. With the spoon. He, he yeah. swam with the spoon, bro. Yep. That's Love how he was favorite to fight off sharks. Right. Con la misma cuchara. Con la misma le daba el tan en la cabeza. Oh, right on the nose. Mm. Oh, man. That's awesome. Yep. I didn't know that about your dad, bro. You probably didn't even know that either. Neither did I. <laughs> Now let's stomp two time. One, two. Ah, ah, ah. Second story about my dad is uh, my dad loved visitors. Like he would never visit anybody. Mm-hmm. He he always, if you were around town, you had to come visit him. He always wanted you to come have cafecito. Yeah, but, that, but hold on. That makes sense. So if I were to go to, uh, he ended up moving away from Cuba and relocating to. Dominican Republic. So if I went to the Dominican Republic. It would make sense that I would visit him. Why would I make him come visit me at the hotel? No, I understand. But even if you lived there, like he would never live visit my sister who lived oh. there. She had to come visit him. So on a Saturday, when it was time to visit family, he'd be like, who's visiting me? Right. But that makes sense because if he were to leave to visit somebody, then he wouldn't be home if somebody wanted to visit He'd miss him. out yeah. on whoever came by. Tipo inteligente. Right. Pinto. So he was like, aquí me quedo plantado. That's right. I gotta stay here because then, then uh, nobody's gonna be home. If I'm not here, then nobody's gonna right. be able to see me. Se pierden el cafecito. Tipo's a genius, bro. Right? He was ahead of his time. <laughs> he was ahead of his time. Three. Now let's stomp three times. One, two, three. Ah, ah, ah. One of the biggest things I remember about that is he would never hit us when we misbehave, but he would threaten us with a lot of pain. So much so that you were so scared. So instead of saying, like, te voy a dar un chancletazo, he would escalate it to, te voy a dar con una fabrica chancleta. You're going to get hit with the whole lot, with the, the whole, whole company. Factory. The the factory. Com- he's going to pick up, I, I translated to, he's going to pick up the company the and hit you with it. That's superhuman. Uh, yeah. So and I was you, like, my probably, dad is Superman. You, you believed him. Yeah. 
Listen, if the man could escape prison in Cuba with a spoon, with a spoon, after being tortured by Che, Fidel, and Raul, yep, he he could probably do it. He could yep. pick up a building and fling it at you. Yeah. So that's what you believed would happen. Exactly. <laughs> but he never hit you. Never. Just the thought. Just the thought of hey, we passed by any building. I was careful because I knew he could pick it up and hit me with it. So and I had he, to behave. All he had to do was walk by and point at it and be yeah. like, "Mira, con ese building. Like, ah. Con ese puede ser. Exactly. No, no va a ser, no va a ser ese, pero podría ser ese. It, his other famous one was the sembrar debajo la mesa. Ooh. So he was gonna. Now hold on. That in 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 English means. I'm going to I'm going to plant you or more like bury you under the table. Under the under table. table. Yeah. Now why would would you be sitting around the table when he said that or yeah. would you be anywhere in the room? No, it's usually that one was said usually if you were misbehaving around the table. Like, like at, dinner at the time? dinner time or something, he'd be like oh, that, the wasembrad debajo la mesa. That is gangster, bro. You're <laughs> <laughs> just like so he, without a shovel, because there's no shovel around, he's just, just going to... With a spoon. Bear, with the spoon. He would use a spoon. He carried it in his back pocket. He'd be like, con esta misma cuchara que yo me escapé de Cuba. Yo sé sembrar. Te voy a sembrar debajo de la mesa. Exactly. And that worked because you probably behaved. Yep, instantly. That's gangster. I'm going to bury you under the very same table we are all gathered around. Right. Wow. So I'm going to ruin dinner for everybody else cuando te siembre aquí. No, not even. Te voy a sembrar, and then we're going to continue <laughs> with, with the dinner you're interrupting. What was your mother's role while your father was, you know, was threatening you guys? She was quiet because she didn't threaten. You just got hit by her. So there was oh, no threat see, coming. See, I know her role. She was just taking notes. Right. So whatever threats he was giving you, she would make note to execute them. Right. You know what I mean? So right. she would be like, oh, okay. Va a ser con una, con una fábrica de chancleta. Okay. Yo no okay. levanto la fábrica, pero le doy con la chancleta. Okay, I got a couple of chancletas. It'll feel like a fábrica. Check, check, check. <laughs> te voy a sembrar dos a la mesa. Okay, I can take care of that by tonight. Check, check, check. <laughs> so your mother was the executioner. Exactly. Ah, oh, your father. I'm telling you, your father was a, a brilliant man. Yep. A genius. And you got none of that DNA. None. <laughs> <laughs> Bendito. Bendito. That was way too fast. So that you're like, none. Mm. None. None. And that is that podcast, the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. I'm Emily Ramos. And I'm Jose Rodriguez. Miente, for more information on my shows, go to elliecastro.com. I will be in Orlando August 25th, 26th, and 27th. elliecastro.com for tickets. You can follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter at Jose Arod. And remember, mi gente, life is so much better when you're laughing. Hasta la próxima. Bye. Palante.